0: This is the Nerds Adulting Podcast, a show by nerds for everyone. If you would like to know more, please go to our website, nerdsadulting.com, or you can follow me on Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter at PistolPete underscore Nap. If you would like to support the pod, please check out our Patreon, where donators can get t-shirts, pins, or stickers. Also, don't forget to join the Discord to join our awesome community of nerds. Check the description for all of the links. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I'm your host, Peter. I am joined today by my cohort, Josh. Josh, how's it going? What's up, Peter? Uh, I'm glad to be here. Woo! Yeah, super pumped because today is one, I have two two things. One, it's a Retro Sunday Funday, And two, almost said three. Two, we have the Haven Exchange... Fellows, here Derek. Well, two thirds, right? Technically two thirds. We have Justin and Derek here from the Haven Exchange podcast. How are you all doing, yeah, buddy? How's really? it going, fellas?
1: Fantastic. My name is Genesis. <laughs> oh, your uh, name is Genesis. Guys, we can't call you, you Justin. Guys, you guys will refer to me as Justin. Dropping my government
0: name. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll actually I'll beep it out and edit, and then we'll put your real name. <laughs> so your real name, your government name, doesn't show up. Um, yeah. Yo, I'm super excited to have you guys on here so today's Retro Sunday Funded, where we take something from our past that we absolutely love and nostalgize over, and today's episode is going to focus on The Legend of Zelda from 1986, or 1987, depending on where, where you were when it launched, but 1987 for the original NES system, so I'm super pumped to talk about this, but before we get into that, I just want to give you guys... For sort of like you guys are guests on our show, I'm going to give you guys some time. I kind of want you to talk about your podcast so other people who listen to us may be interested in listening to you. So uh, what is your podcast about? Well, first, thanks for having us.
1: Pleasure to be on the show yeah. once again. Yeah. You're like, you might as well be a partner at this time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always good to be here and hanging out with you guys on the Nerds Adulting podcast. As you mentioned, we are coming from the Haven Exchange podcast, a podcast where each and every week we have a brand new topic spanning anything from life's mis- greatest mysteries and paradoxes to, you know, the the simple things that Derek hates in his day-to-day life. <laughs> so each week, you never know what you're going to get, and we have a lot of fun talking about that, Rick, if you... Uh, if there's anything i missed that you want to include feel free to tell them
2: i think the biggest thing you missed is i do not like cheese
0: so uh. <laughs> i actually <laughs> was, no, no that idea. episode was really funny that was a really <laughs> fun episode <laughs> you guys have some really inter- interesting topics i will give you that and you guys tackle some interesting some like more of uh i was, was taboo ish subjects because you guys did cancel culture too which is like a thing that's really big right now and i think that's that's so brave of you to. That <laughs> I I sounds so lame, but no, I think that's pretty. <laughs> uh, that is bravery. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> but that takes c- some balls, man, to talk about cancel culture and give your views on it because you know people pick something up these days and then they'll you know cancel you. So if you like yeah. sway one way, so you guys not only just do fun stuff, you also talk about some serious things too. So I think that's really cool that what you guys.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I mean, we try to stay topical and I mean, you know, we're not sitting on a million views, so there's less people <laughs> to try and cancel us. There's dozens out there. <laughs> dozens. Shane, I mean, it's something important to us. Rick, Rick is very heavy into, you know, the Dane now, and I'm kind of more the uh, I like to get lost in some weird rabbit holes on YouTube. So we kind of bring <laughs> a mix of our, <laughs> our, uh, Uh, what you call it's our passions to the to the show
2: i'll go ahead derek sorry my bad no no no. i was just gonna say yeah he's he's absolutely right i'm more in the political space so i'm i'm pretty in tune with that kind of stuff whereas genesis is more of the you know he he's a level-headed one that also deep into like conspiracy theories but you know we we make it work
1: what was the, the episode topic you pitched recently that blew my mind? I'm like, I have no idea what, thought, what, what I'm gonna say about this. It was some about conservative voices in the video game industry.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. About how if you are you, you cannot be an open conservative in the games media, either it be journalism or just a developer. Like if you if you uh speak anything conservatively, it's almost looked at you're almost kind of an outcast to a to a measure. So I you know, wanted to kind of talk
0: about that. You guys should invite me on to your podcast when we do <laughs> stuff like that. I would love to t- touch on those topics. I would I definitely, I certainly
1: <clears throat> owe you guys uh, an invite to the to the show.
0: I, whenever sure. you want, whenever you want. I would love to. I would love to pick your mind more about stuff like that, Derek. That sounds like super. That's definitely my forte. We talk a lot about politics in my house because I have a twelve year old. We don't touch it so much on here on our show, but I would love to come on there and talk to you about stuff like that. That's super interesting to me. You're
2: always welcome.
0: All right, so. Today's episode, like I said, is uh, a Retro Sunday Funday. We're doing Legend of Zelda, the NES version. I'm going to start off with some information to drive the discussion, and we're going to take it from there. So, the game was released originally February 21st, uh, 1986, for the Famicom system, or also known as the Family Computer Disk System, on in Japan. And then later introduced by on the NES system in the United States on August 22nd, 1987. And so, oh, yeah, so there was, yeah, there was, at, nowadays, everything is simultaneous release. Back then, I'm sure you all know, there was a lot of, like, Metal Gear was one, I remember. Metal Gear reference, all right, we've got it in. Uh, <laughs> got it in. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> every episode, we somehow, I didn't even, we didn't even try to do it, it just happens. But, so I remember Metal Gear Solid, uh. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but there was like a delayed release and I was like, one you have to wait for But nowadays that doesn't really happen as much. So yeah, there was a delayed release because it came on Japan first, whatever uh, directors were obviously well-known Shigeru Manomoto, Takashi Tezuka composers. I don't know if you know this, the composer's name Koji Kondo. was yeah, Koji Kondo, that memorable, memorable song. I we booted it up. So here, I got something interesting for you guys. So check this out. MSRP mm-hmm. for legend of Zelda was $49.99. In 1987, can you all tell me how much you think that is now, unadjusted for inflation? Eighty-three dollars. I don't know. Just quick guess.
1: 119.99.
0: You just googled it, didn't you? You were right on the. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You're right. Sorry, Derek. He already got it. He nailed it. It was 120 dollars. He's probably got Google sitting right next. To yeah, him. <laughs> no, that's kidding. why his camera's I'm off. Seen
1: those inflation <laughs> he costs. He muted himself to... and asked, him <laughs> <this>. uh-huh. <laughs> "Hey
2: Google."
0: But uh, yeah. So yeah, I like to do this. I like to go back and look at the cost of you know comparison to inflation. So that that means that game itself is hundred and twenty dollars for a game today. I mean, could you imagine buying like a complete game for hundred twenty dollars like that? Thought I just thought that was really interesting, but. On the other side of that, the Nintendo system release—the one that came with Super Mario Brothers—was a hundred dollars at release, and so with inflation, that came up to be about two hundred and forty dollars. So, what do you guys think about that? No, that's insane.
1: I mean, it sounds insane, but like I never understand what inflation and how that shit works. Like, because. I feel like I was poor back then, but we could <laughs> afford the Nintendo <laughs> entertainment system, so it must not have actually meant that much money.
0: Yeah, we had a piggy bank when I was a kid. We had a piggy bank. I would put money in there, and my dad would match it. He would match whatever I put in. That's how we bought my games. So it would take me months until I got a new game. That's how. Um, so I I remember back then I didn't get games like I, like my kids or I do now. It was like I got a game every like three months. Yeah,
1: my parents gave now me a Nickel like every four days. days you're up. buying a new game. <laughs>
0: you're <laughs> right, right yeah now it's like every other day should i buy this game yeah you know yeah. yeah i'm probably gonna go buy a game as soon as we're done here i mean to be honest with you.
1: well derek has a problem he, he literally needs an intervention to sit down with like he needs a financial don't listen authorization, don't listen derek. Just buy
2: to your heart's content man
0: <laughs> that's what we do man. my
2: my backlog is ridiculous i mean it's it's bad now he's right though i, I really should calm down with buying games constantly but You know, nah, man, just buy them, just buy
0: them.
3: Yeah, I also have this problem. Is that a one percent sale? Buy
2: it. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. well, Steam is like tricky because they'll be like, Oh, this game is normally $60, but it came out four years ago, but we're gonna sell it to you for 50% off. And you're like, Oh my god, God, what a great deal! And you're like, No, first of all, this game shouldn't be $60, but um, (laughs) I am falling into that
1: as like recently getting my new PC and like a gaming PC together. And welcoming myself to the world of Steam and seeing those sales, I'm I'm poor again. Hey,
0: <laughs> well, I will say I digital sales. You, I will say digital sales has really fucked me up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: my Steam library I think is over 630 games mm. or something like that. Like maybe you need, maybe if you do all. need an intervention. <laughs> well, now in my defense, thank you. So.
3: I think in I think d- I'm
2: at like 119 right now. So. But in my defense, it's all from Steam sales. You know, it's every, not a defense. You know, <laughs> it isn't a lot because those <laughs> games I bought for like you know five bucks, ten bucks. It's not, yeah, but they it's add up.
1: Your, when your shopping cart's twenty games at five bucks a piece, you're still there.
2: I mean, that's look.
1: Okay. Bang, like buck. Buck,
2: okay.
0: Bang for buck, okay? <laughs> <Bang> for buck. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were talking about Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a good point. Thank you. Derek. You're 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 bringing this back. You bring this wow, back. Wow. So, why what uh, is
1: that on our show? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want more work for you to do when editing. That's yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, so I just thought those were some interesting bits and the things that I want to ask you all about this game because I have very specific memories from playing this game. And I want to know what you all, like, what, when I said we're going to do, this is the topic, this is what we're going to talk about. I want to know what was like, what was the first memories that came to your head when you think about Legend of Zelda on the NES system? Derek, I'll let you go first. want to mm-hmm. know.
2: I, I was kind of a late to the party kind of person with Zelda on the NES. Uh, I actually did not play it until the Collector's Edition on the GameCube back in 2003 wow. four something like that. Mm-hmm. So... My memories of it from back then, it just it was a game that, you know, everything about it just hit perfectly. However, because I had played Ocarina of Time first, it just, you know, sometimes when you play old school games uh, a little newer, I'm sorry, when you play old school games at, at, you know, more modern times, it just some games don't hold up too well. Zelda NES holds up incredibly well. Um, shame to say that I didn't actually beat it, but I did enjoy the time I did have with it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Like I remember playing it, and as a kid, I I never did beat the second quest. But Justin, what about what about you? We you, so we were joking about this. You you and I are the only ones out of the four of that was actually alive at launch. So we were like we actually were there on the actual blowing into our console or into the cartridge, putting it in the system. Yep. We like, we we all. We were there. What is the meme when he was like, "I was there. I was there, Gandalf, ten thousand years ago." That's us, right? So, what do you remember about besides blowing into the cartridge? What What is like the most memorable thing um, about the Legend of Zelda, specifically for you?
1: Well, I know for sure that I didn't have it at its exact launch. I, I mean, I I had to have been probably nine or ten, I think, when I was really gaming on the Nintendo inter- Entertainment System, and that was my I guess real introduction into the video game space. My mom was the one that played Mario brothers and my dad had uh, legend of Zelda. And when I finally got my hands on legend of Zelda, it, I mean, that was the, the catalyst for my entire life. Mario brothers sort of gave me the itch into wanting to become a part of the, the video game industry and creating video games. Uh, I can remember designing Mario levels on paper but it wasn't until Zelda playing through that where everything exploded from there just to see how massive this world can be mixed with an excellent composition and and really getting sucked into a world where like I felt like I was a part of this world I was link in this you know I wanted my sword to go into these dungeons with and when I think back on stories from like my grandfather telling me how he when he read the original hobbit book and like that was his like transportation to another world zelda was my transportation to another world and that's like something that i'll be looking to tell like my grandkids about is this game this i was there gandalf 10,000
0: years ago <laughs> exactly <laughs> and
1: yeah zelda is just the the thing in my heart in all of the games industry
0: yeah you know i think I relate to your to your story in a lot of ways because I we didn't get a Nintendo system at launch. Like I don't want to say we were poor, but we didn't have a lot of money like that. You know what I mean? And just obviously we were just talking about video game systems were expensive and games were really expensive. But the the one thing that I remember most about that game was that was like the first game for me as well that just like brought like you said brought me into another world. Like I was literally there was no game that immersed you into a world the way. The Legend of Zelda did for that time. I mean, I think maybe Adventure did on Atari, but that was a little bit before my time, even though I did have an Atari, but Adventure Mm -hmm. was another game that that sort of did that for for some, but for me, Zelda was the game that just was like blew my mind as as a kid, and it was just amazing. But it's funny because the things that I remember most about the game was the relationship that I had with my dad in playing that game, because we were like playing it together on separate saves, and I remember when I was... I was very, I was very young. I had to been like six or seven, but I remember this like, like it was yesterday. We were both stuck at this one part and we couldn't beat it. I don't, remember, I don't remember specifically what it, what it was. And I had, my, went to bed. My parents put me to bed and I was asleep. And my dad actually beat this part while I was asleep. And I hear my mom cheering him on. And he's like, you know, like, he's like screaming, right? Because he beat it. They come in to wake me up. I'm already up because I heard them to tell me that they beat this part. And I just remember that as a kid, like, like, I have such good memories about that. And then us freaking out because we didn't hold the reset button to cause remember, we had to hold the reset button and the power button to make sure it's saved because a battery in there. I don't know if you remember that, but
1: yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
0: And then uh the cartridge itself is, like one thing that I remember. I remember just like I just be what some days I will just sit there and I would just look at the cartridge.
1: That golden beautiful yeah. cartridge. It was
0: like mm-hmm. shiny and they, I mean that shit was like it wasn't just painted on. I guess like plastic was like plastic gold plastic or whatever because it didn't chip off. It didn't yeah. fade. Like that shit stayed gold like my entire for my entire childhood. So mm-hmm. I just remember like holding that cartridge and just looking at it and it was just like... just blew my mind for a kid. And then one of the things... Especially that, as you mentioned with the save files
1: too. That was brand new.
0: Yeah. There wasn't a lot. I mean, I think Dragon Warrior did it. I can't remember if Dragon Warrior came out. I think it came out afterwards. But Dragon Warrior did it and Final Fantasy also had save files too, I believe. But you're right. I'm pretty was,
1: sure Zelda was the first one to, to incorporate yeah? that. Maybe,
0: yeah. You might, you're probably right. Because I remember Ooh. it was very new. Josh, I know you said you didn't have like you obviously you were born after and that was a little bit before your time but what do you what do you remember about that game because you said you had a a different experience as well with that so this is like a thing for those of you don't know i'm a little bit older than josh and so i always like to figure out like see how his experience was for something that was like great for me but it different time we're like eight years apart in age so it's just interesting to, to see our experiences and how they were so gosh what yeah, about so you so
3: we're we're far enough in age where we have different experiences but mm. we're close enough in age where those experiences have the possibility to overlap yeah i'd like to think right so mm. i had a nintendo entertainment system i had zelda i it wasn't i don't remember how i came into owning it I think they gave us the Nintendo. I think it was like my uncles or something. And it had Zelda. Now, uh, Super Mario for the time was very simplistic. Super Mario on the NES. Uh, You run, you jump, you jump over the thing and that's cool. But you get your mushroom, you can get hit a second time, whatever. But Zelda Mm. was more complex. Zelda, you had item management. You had to remember pathways to get back to and fro right? So, it was a different beast. It was a different challenge. Now, being younger, when that game was really on the map, even in the 90s, that game was still very popular. So, being younger, I failed to latch on to that immersion that you guys are talking about, but I did play it. But I was never able to cognitively connect how the game is supposed to be played and what I'm supposed to be doing. Because, like I said, you know, games like Mario and Contra are very simple. You run, you jump, you shoot something, you throw your fireball, you hit the block. It's simple. But Zelda, now that I'm looking back at it, I remember I've tried playing it multiple times since then, but I could never latch on to that. But I did play it, and I know that it gets hard, and I understand that. But it's just a confusing experience being younger and not being able to... Like, for example, Peter, you said you played with your dad. So you had that person to sit with you and... You know, oh, we need to do it like this, or maybe we should go this way. You had that person to egg you on mm-hmm. uh, to push you through those challenges that the game provides you. And then with uh, Genesis, you know, you, you, you're a little bit, you guys are a little bit older. So you have like that higher level of understanding when you're playing it. In my house, it was just me that wanted to be on the game. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I, I kind of depended on myself if I was trying to figure something out. Yeah, imagine young
1: you trying to go through the the Lost Woods. (laughs) Exactly,
3: exactly. What is this mechanic? Exactly. Trying to go through the Lost Woods and not being able to understand, like, why can I not get out? You know, and not being being able to decipher what that lady says when she's like, west, south, north, south. And you're like, I don't, what, this is cryptic as fuck. How, what am I supposed to do with this? So that was my experience. Uh, Since then, I've, Like I said, I've played other Zelda games in passing, but that's, like I said, like going over to a friend's house or he's playing it and I watch, but I've never sat down and played, like really, really played anything in between this game and the last game that released, the last Zelda game that released. So I'm like, I've like encapsulated Zelda. You've missed
0: out (laughs) in so much. Yeah,
1: my my heart
3: is like breaking right now. I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so yeah. I know
3: of them, I've played them, but I haven't, like, fully fledged, like, dove into either. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I
2: think for me, when when the original uh, Legend of Zelda came out on the NES, I, I mean, it was obviously 86, I wasn't born yet. And I had heard of it when I, like, my brother would play it, and I would kind of look at him uh, while he was playing it. But at the time, I was into, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario and stuff like that, so I, Zelda just did nothing for me. Um, it wasn't until Ocarina of Time that kind of brought me into this franchise. So with that being said, though, considering I hadn't played the original until like 2003, 2004, and I only played it the one time, like him just saying The Lost Woods kind of kind of caught me off guard because I'm like, wait a minute, I know that from Ocarina of Time, but I didn't know that <laughs> was in
0: the NES Zelda. Yeah, it's yeah. like in every um, game. I think it's in almost every single Zelda game, The Lost Woods. The staple, yeah, yeah, it's like the master, like the master sword, like it's in like every game. You so you you mentioned you mentioned the Lost Woods. So here's another funny thing that that reminds me. So back back in my day, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the (laughs) the the insta facebooks and the (laughs) Tips
1: and Tricks magazine, baby. So not tips
0: Tips and Tricks. But so here's the thing, right? My dad had this like friend at work that like knew all these secrets to video games. Right. So he was like a legend. <laughs> he was like a legend to me. Cause he, would he co- was a legend. <laughs> I would stay up. Yeah. I would stay up or I would like wait for my dad to come home from work in the afternoon. And he'd come back with these notes and like the lost woods was one and how to get, he had to go like a certain pattern to get it. I remember there was one, I can't remember what dungeon it was, but you had to burn a bush to get into it. I think. Yes. Yes. And yes. He actually drew out a fucking map <laughs> on a piece of paper yes. and where and to the burn the old
3: school gamer struggles. Like Dude. oh my god, like <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, so now you go a few minutes being with a struggle. Back then it was days, sometimes weeks before you could figure it out. Like but How
1: old would your dad have been at that time?
0: Oh um, uh so younger I was younger than us now or he was probably in his he was a little bit older, so he was I was probably what, seven or eight, so he was probably in his mid to late forties. So yeah, okay. he was a little bit a little bit older than us now. But he was probably like I would say he was forty seven ish.
1: He was still geeking out about it. That's awesome. Oh,
0: dude, my dad I'm the sole my dad is the sole reason why I'm a nerd and into all the shit that I'm into. <laughs> he is he is 100% to blame. <laughs> it's all his fault. My, man,
2: my
1: dad, too.
0: Right? Right? So, Hell yeah. but you mentioned that. I just remember, like, golly, I just sit there waiting for my dad to come home to tell me, like, how do I do this part and how do I do this? Because my dad eventually stopped playing just because I don't know. Maybe he just was, he felt like I was showing him up or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but when you said <laughs> that, that, just that, brought, that just brought so many memories to me. Is there anything else that you specifically remember about the game, Justin, or any of you guys that sticks out in your mind?
1: I mean, so much of it. I mean, being that it's sort of the beginning for me and in what brought me into into the games world. I I mean, just that opening sequence, it was so very different from any other game that you played, you know, most of the games you played on the NES was lighthearted, bumpy, bouncy, cartoony, colorful. Like this game starts and you get that iconic Triforce pixelated in all its glory, just Tumbling down over there, and it's just the iconography is is something that will never go away in my mind. And it's the I mean, whole scene.
0: The, when it's like? It's dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. Right? Is that what this is? And it's a sword. Yes. Like the beginning of the game. Like yeah. the
1: first cave you go into. Yeah. Like, what do you mean it's dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I know it wasn't until later until the music actually was something i really latched on to i think at the time like it was cool you know but i never it never stuck out to me the gameplay was there but as i got older and getting an uh, appreciation for i uh, don't was that chip tune or what would you call that yeah i think you nowadays
0: would you would call it chip tune They're like
1: yeah chip tune
0: but 8 bit i mean at the time yeah i think nowadays you would call it chip tune i think chip tune is a little mm-hmm. different but yeah that's what i would associate it with but 8 bit music but mm-hmm. it's crazy what people what the what these composers have done, you know, like you listen, you hear a song and it just brings back all these type of nostalgia vibes because of, I mean, making music, can you imagine making music on that such a limited set? And then... I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know where to begin making, or something yeah. like making
1: that. something
3: so iconic as well, like yeah. making something like, oh, we need to make a soundtrack. Well, we have these limitations. Oh, well, just make it this way. Okay, cool. Now the challenge is how do I make it so memorable that it will stick with people? You know, so, I don't know. I love, I'm a, uh, (laughs) I'm a slut for uh, (laughs) video game soundtracks. I will, I will always say that. Uh, Sometimes I prefer to actual music, I'll be honest. I I
1: would agree with you, yeah, absolutely. 100%.
2: I think I'd listen to, what, Sonic the Hedgehog and, like, Streets
0: of Rage on a regular.
2: Completely agree.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's why I have a love for, you mentioned chiptune, it's funny, because I love... Like especially hip hop chip tune, like that is like that's like my jam man I love I can I listen <laughs> to that shit all the time. The guy who does our intro song he is chip tune, and it's just like perfect for nerd culture, man, I love it, but yeah, its no, it's funny, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think it is so the composer Koji Kondo, he actually did that song in one night, and wow. hes he, that's what he said in an interview, so he made that song in one night, and it it's wound a up angel. <laughs> what <laughs> do you, you guys think about that they just do made the song one night and it's just a, sitting
3: there pulling his hair out at two in the morning
0: <laughs> I, I imagine him just like chilling like whatever i'll just throw this on there i like this one well, and then, I mean, that's how i imagine
1: like you you put it together like he probably had like eight noises to work with <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he Didn't have the universe of sound to, yeah, to really work yeah
3: with.
1: you just play it deep
3: dude oh (laughs) what am i supposed to do with this (laughs) you can stumble
1: onto a good riff with something like that like if you have some musical background and you you could probably easily uh and i I don't want to dismiss it because what he did was was amazing but uh i'm not terribly surprised that it was done in a night given his pedigree and background i mean he did he did super mario brothers and i think he did a few other uh titles uh before uh legend of zelda so I mean he was he was talented and gifted already, so for him
0: to be able to bang something out isn't very surprising i I like to imagine like at that time, he wasn't thinking, I need to make this epic song that's gonna live forever in the hearts of nerds for the next for all of eternity. you know what I mean like he wasn't thinking that when he made that song. he was making a no. song that fit the game that he paid. thought, <laughs> yeah to get paid probably to get paid. <laughs> but, <laughs> to get paid. I just find it. I just find it fascinating that someone that that happened in like one night, just putting us on together, and now here we are, well, damn near forty years later, almost t- still talking about it. It's going to live on forever. I mean, there's going to be more Zelda games to come. Who knows how, how many more Zelda games are going to be? Probably until the end of the world, which is probably ten years away. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, See what I find.
1: <laughs> what I find fascinating about the
0: score, though, is that
1: there was there's titles for each of the tracks. And having a title for the tracks means there was there was direction and guidance given towards what he needed to make for the like the overworld. Here's and they, I'm sure he had notes on what these what this world was about, and he was able to go off of that. So it, he was definitely sitting there like putting thought into this instead of Read just shit out. You know, yeah. yeah. There's Something trees, there's bushes, the there's right.
3: mountains and rocks, there's big plains. You figure it out, nerd. Like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I'm uh, sure you've seen on like other Nintendo games, they probably had a composer that maybe played the level and was like did and then put something together. I can imagine a world where he was given like some some thought out notes uh, from the creator's name, the uh, designer,
0: Koji? for Legend. Yeah, oh, no, 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 Shigeru no. Or Miyamoto or Takashi yeah, yeah. Tezuka. Was, who
1: had the stronger hand?
0: Um, oh, probably Shigeru Miyamoto. That'd be my okay. guess. I don't know if we're here. They're both listed as directors on the Wikipedia page. So
1: The second name you said sounded more familiar. It's Miyamoto. Was it? Yeah. Miyamoto. Yeah. Um, that what dude's an you, angel, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. That dude yeah. is, is the reason for a lot of <laughs> our spending habits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, okay, I actually wanted to. So, you all probably. So, Derek and Josh, you probably have seen the. The cartridge and you've i don't know if you actually held it oh josh i, I know you have no oh, i did i did yeah, but yeah yeah. the all the content and, and the manual like there was like a map yep. there was like a story in the back i wish i still had it um uh, long story short my mom threw away all my nintendo games like 10 years ago ah! yeah oh. yeah god so but oh, uh i'll always she's like i don't remember throwing it away my dad was like no she threw that shit away <laughs> she threw it away The <laughs> let her Hey, yeah, later. I don't think he, my my dad was my dad was super he was like super just like whatever. I just do my own thing, man. Like whatever, I'm Until not getting you involved. flying
1: home for Christmas now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: But so I just remember not not even just Zelda, but like back in the day games like Nintendo games, they had so much stuff that came with it. So I guess that that price point we were talking about earlier <laughs> might have been part of that why it was so expensive, but because they were finished, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> Well, they, they were finished. But they also gave you. Nowadays, you buy you buy a brand new game. Let's say it is. Let's say it is finished. Even if it is finished, you're just gonna get a case and a disc. You're not even gonna get. You may get a code in there yep. or an Make ad for another game. You're not even gonna get yep. a manual in there. So. That's what I was getting at. I don't know if you remember, what do you guys think about the the content that you actually got with that game, and if that like rubbed your nostalgia vibes, or like what did you all think about games having that kind of content versus sort of like now? Derek, I'll let you go. I remember-
3: oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, well, because I didn't have... Well, so first off, I've never actually
2: held, or I don't think I've ever, ever seen the NES gold cartridge in person, now that I oh. think about it. Um,
1: I mean, I obviously, I can see what it looks like now, but. You need that
0: I, on like a platform with a nice LED lighter on it, a little trophy case <laughs> over that bitch. Dude, no lie. I almost bought one just to have it again. Like, it's, it's like $50. You don't bucks. have it? No. I didn't. Did, I, did you not just hear me, man? My mom threw away all my Nintendo games.
1: Yes, but you're a fucking adult and you can rebuy that shit. Especially <laughs> <Okay>. that one. <laughs> okay.
0: Listen, man. Don't get sassy with me, all right? <laughs> that, this is my life. <laughs> don't you sass me on my podcast, you. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you. What, what dear? What were you saying again? I'm sorry. We got before no, we no, were no, rudely no, I'm interrupted. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all
2: right. It's all right. but no, I, I never had the NES version of the game. Oh fucker! Um, so you know, as far as the the NES game that I played being the Zelda Collector's Edition, I think if I'm not mistaken, it just came with like an instruction booklet in the GameCube case. Um.
1: I was on. Was it just that game on the GameCube?
2: No, the Collector's Edition had uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and
0: oh. Zelda One and Two. That was very rare. It was actually, uh, if I remember correctly, I mean, if I remember correctly, so correct me if I'm wrong, Derek. That was a <laughs> bonus item you got for pre-ordering something. I think Wind Waker. If you pre-ordered at GameStop, because I remember I working at GameStop, and it was a mm-hmm. separate disc that you got. So it was actually kind of rare. That, yeah, that oh yeah, got.
1: that's right. I do remember yeah. seeing it. Now I, worked yeah.
2: in I think it. If I'm not mistaken, did it come with the uh, a demo for Wind Waker? Was it? I think it was
0: those four games, and then something else regarding Wind
2: Waker is in the the case.
0: Maybe so. I don't remember, but I remember. I want to say it was a pre order bonus for Wind Waker. I could be wrong, but I remember that game was at least. I'm almost positive it was a it was a pre order bonus. Because you're right, it did have Ocarina at a time, which was really fucking cool at the time. Because that stuff didn't happen very often, like we see now, um, mm, right. for them to put it on the GameCube. I was just asking to see because I don't remember specifically what it was a pre order bonus for, but I remember at GameStop it was a pretty big deal. There wasn't a lot. We, I mean, we didn't get a lot of those. in. And then I mean, people no. could trade it in; it, it would sell for like sixty bucks.
2: Yeah, I think if you, if you wanted to get it now, yeah, I think it starts at around sixty, seventy bucks or something like that. But I don't think it came with anything else because at least I can't recall. Like, I don't remember mm. it coming with anything else. 200
1: like, bucks right now on Amazon.
0: Damn.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, so it's
1: definitely
0: it's yeah.
2: it's pretty popular. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's probably the best way to play Ocarina aside from the original N64 version. But, yeah, I don't. Unfortunately, I have no connection with the NES Zelda as far as the, the physical copy
0: and coming with anything. We'll we'll do like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and I'll buy it and then we can mail it to each other after this episode (laughs) after we spend like (laughs) <laughs> three months with it, we'll send it off to the next person there's four of us here. We'll do that, just so we can have time with it again. <laughs>
1: don't send that shit to me. You guys will not get it back. <laughs> <laughs> that should be up on eBay for $200. $100. Oh, $100. It, $100. it never <laughs> arrived. Yeah, yeah Lost in
0: transit. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jess, what do you think about that? About the the extra, like, condomere, the packaging stuff? We talked all about the case. I mean, it's it's like... Mm-hmm. Amazing, whatever the, the the cartridge itself, but <clears throat> versus now, yeah. kind of like what you get.
1: I mean, as a, as a kid, like video games were kind of the toy, right? So you expected a lot of things with your toy, and I think that's what helped. Uh, plus, size that up and in, in, in enjoyment as a kid. Now I, I don't really give a fuck because <laughs> I just want to play the game. Digital uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> digital it is. Yeah, I got I got space issues, so. <laughs> But as a collector, though, I do want the stuff that all came original with, with these things. So in having the original cartridge and the sleeve and the instruction booklet and the map and all that stuff, that it feels good to me now. I don't miss that in my current gaming habits. But at the time, as a kid, you open it up and you get all these things you get to play through and look at and sit on the toilet for an hour reading the instruction manual and the story of... <laughs> and all that. <laughs>
0: yeah, we didn't have phones back then to waste our time on the toilet. We had uh, yes. Reader's Digest,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Woman's World magazine, yeah. or Legend of Zelda instruction manual. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, actually, you say that now, dude. I have I have my Skyrim map that I got from the 360. It's framed. You can't see right now. I think we talked about this. It's framed right there. That's the Skyrim map. I framed it. I matted it, and I framed it.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: jealous. <laughs> so yeah, having know. that having that content, man, is actually kind of clean. you may not want it. Like I do miss stuff like that because you never know what you're gonna do with it. But and now yeah. that I actually have space, I can. I'm starting to collect stuff again. But for me, I know we're getting a little off topic here. But you're talking about digital. I just hate having to get up and put a disc in. Cause I'm like sitting on my couch and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I gotta get up and put a disc in. Fuck. You know, that's I what don't get enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, let there's... my
3: device do it for me.
0: <laughs> there's been times Old legit. I'll... <laughs> I'll put yeah. my drink down. I'll I'll, you know, I'll have whatever my snack next to me. I'll sit down, prop my feet, up, grab the controller, hit the button. And it says, insert disc. I'm like, I guess I'm not playing this all right, right now. I'm playing something else. <laughs> I'm not playing this. Um, all right. I got some trivia you guys want to do trivia
1: oh absolutely Okay,
0: it's all multiple choice or I'm sorry multiple guess. that's all this is because I think it's the way it's gonna go um I have five questions you get no points if you get them right you get no points if you get them wrong just what
1: the shit is this
0: (laughs) all right you get all the points if you get it right
1: yeah (laughs) how many points did I get for the price one
0: earlier for the price one earlier you got you got more than all the points Earlier. like he, oh he, that okay. no. so he, he there's <laughs> like i want i need proof i need to see your internet history bro show it Listen, right <laughs> it was the
1: 1985 price is right champion okay <laughs> yeah, okay buddy <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man all right here we go this is the first question uh the legend of zelda on the nes sold 6.5 million copies in the u.s or i think it was u.s or all time whatever making it the fourth most of any zelda game can you name the three zelda games that are ahead of it not in any order but can you name the three that are ahead of it? This is not multiple choice, but you probably know all the Zelda games. We game got to anyway. buzz in? No, this used to be a collaborative effort. Oh, okay, so so, uh, Justin and I are teammates here? Everyone is teammates here. This is all collaborative <laughs> okay. right now. What do you guys oh. think?
1: Well, obviously, I think? I think
3: Ocarina Wind Waker is going to be up there.
1: Wind Waker? Mm.
0: Oh, Wind
1: Waker. I don't think I, mean, I would put Wind Waker up there.
3: I think I Wind Waker is going to be up there because Wind Waker was like... There was a long stint where there were no Zelda games. Mm-hmm. And then Wind Waker came.
1: But mm-hmm. if you remember when Wind Waker... And then again, this is this about-
3: just my guess. I don't know anything. I didn't follow Zelda <laughs> as it grew up. Remember.
0: <laughs> he's like, he's like Win- you hey, don't take my answer. If you get it wrong, I'm just saying. I think <laughs> Wind Waker had
1: a huge backlash when it was first announced. Gamers did not appreciate the cel-shaded look, so that's the only reason why I'm thinking it did not sell as well, because I remember there being lots of talk about this is the downfall of Zelda until they got their hands on it.
0: I remember that. That is a good point. A lot of people were butthurt about the the Zelda Zelda (laughs) that that is what they were called and now the
1: re-release of it
0: oh yeah everyone loves it That's the greatest (laughs) game (laughs) ever that's
2: what's happening with uh, Skyward Sword I remember when that was coming out everyone was like oh this is garbage this isn't Zelda or whatever then it gets released on the Switch. Yeah, see, but you're stupid. Those so
3: I make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but Some, you're stupid.
1: Just, they, they were forcing motion I controls. Say, I, <laughs> I was about to say. I was
0: about to say. I would agree with Justin. I was like, damn, Derek <laughs> dropping the uh, blows over here. I was He's like, like oh, can I can too. say, nothing. stop standing by. I'm standing back out of that one. <laughs>
1: you're, you're, cool. you're cool. Okay. You're cool. All right.
0: <laughs> no. Um. All right. So Tomorrow you guys, I'm there's.
1: Going, I, I'm I'm going with Akarina. Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess. So I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: back him up, except I'm gonna say Ocarina 3D for the 3DS. I'm gonna oh. say that one. I'm gonna say that one is the one that outsold the original Ocarina.
0: So I don't okay. I'll give you guys the an answer here. You guys are actually correct. The number three is Ocarina of Time. I don't have the numbers here, but I can I'll put the link in the description so you guys can so if you're listening, you can link. see. Ocarina of Time, yeah, Link, I'll, I'll link it in there, uh, was number three, Twilight Princess was number two, and Breath of the Wild is number one. Breath of the Wild actually sold no. like 20 million copies. So I don't know if it's specific to console on this list, I have to double check, but I think it is specific mm-hmm. to console. So I think Ocarina of Time is specifically the N64 version, Twilight okay. Princess is specifically the Wii version, because remember, there was a lot of Wiis sold. so, And then Breath of the Wild, obviously we all know that, that sold that was leaps and bounds further than any sold more than any other other, other game. So, great job on that. You guys got it right. You guys are right on the money do on you that. You have
1: uh, the ones. I'm curious, Do you have like a full list of sales of um, all other games? I have the link, Someone but I don't curious have the... where Link to the Past is on that.
0: Um, here, let me see. I pulled up here,
1: and I was also curious how, because I don't know how the reception of Legend of Zelda was when it first came out. It sounds like oh, it, as being the fourth most, I guess it it did well
0: yeah so link to the past was probably close that sold oh actually 5 million looks like yeah yeah. Oh, I, I got I scared for a minute <laughs> yeah it sold 4.6 million on the SNES so this is console specific alright so this one should be easier, easier because it's just true or false link was modeled after Peter Pan Miyamoto had a general idea of what he wanted the character to look like and he felt that it had to be one that inspired wonder and gamers of all ages and looking at Peter Pan he quickly realized that it fit his two world model blah blah blah. True or false, was Peter Pan the model for Link?
1: Wait, so that Miyamoto
0: story was bullshit or it could be bullshit? Could be. Josh knows I'm good at writing bullshit right? False. (laughs) It's false. Hmm...
1: I say it's false. I don't false. know this. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. He, he does looks. look like Peter Pan, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, it's too good to be true,
0: Yeah, you know? So I'm going to go false as well. Yeah, this is this okay. doesn't be a collective effort, but...
1: I'm going to go true just to, to, to go... <laughs> just to, to be, just, so be just to
3: not be that guy. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. So this is true according to so i went this is from thegamer.com so this is my source according to some guy Yeah, according to some Whoop. random guy on twitter <laughs> zelda fan 216 <laughs> with three followers says <laughs> no but it's from thegamer.com and they had a list of trivia don't go there because this is my source for the other thing i'm trusting you guys will stay true to the game <laughs> yeah, okay. but that's yes. where i got it from so if it's wrong i'm sorry but i thought it was an interesting fun fact whatever it is interesting Um, All right. I know this one is true because I I referenced it, but I'm not going to tell you. I I almost said the answer because I'm an idiot. Um, The Japanese Famicom console was a completely different model. This is true compared to the U.S. version. It actually included a piece of hardware that allowed for certain things that the U.S. version of Zelda couldn't. Was it a a built-in microphone that allowed for players to speak into? Was it B built-in vibration for the controllers, which helped with finding secret locations? Or was it C, a special game-link cable that allowed for two players to play on separate consoles together in co-op play?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna go C. Shit, that's... You didn't even think.
0: A... <laughs> you didn't even think. you just gonna C. I didn't even yeah, know the, the Famicom
3: right. could do anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Shit.
2: I'm gonna go see just because my. <laughs> you just uh, wanted to be true.
3: Players. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Ha- I have little to nothing uh, about the Famicom.
3: I think it might be the vibration, because I don't see. I don't see any point in speaking to the game with voice recognition. I don't know if that technology was very adaptable or at least so comprehensively compact that it could be sold to a household, then, um, so vibration makes sense because otherwise there's literally no way to find all the secret things and bushes you could blast. Unless you
1: have a dope dad friend. Exactly,
3: that (laughs) writes notes and maps for you. There was literally no way. You'd have to farm bombs and, like, trace the entirety of every... A brick of the map and blow every single thing up to test it out to figure it out. Because right, there's so, some secrets that are not story related, that's true. that are not story related to the game. That if you don't have any other way of knowing where it is, you would never find it other than by blind luck, or if
1: or word of mouth.
0: That's true. So Josh, so, you're I going. No rumble. If
1: if it was rumble, we would have we would have certainly this. seen that come into. <laughs> super nintendo era and we didn't get Rumble until nintendo 64 somewhere oh, yeah. around there yeah with the rumble pack so like if they had rumble technology they were sitting they that shit would have came out sooner i feel like and talking yeah. into the mic hmm that is kind of tricky but that sounds stupid <laughs> <laughs> i
0: mean it is, it <laughs> like is
1: nintendo like for what <laughs> like for what <laughs> right <laughs>
0: Alright, so that's you guys' final answers. Derek and you Genesis, you're going mm-hmm. you guys are going C. And Josh, you're going B. Mm-hmm. Alright, well the actual answer is A. There was a built-in yeah. microphone. <laughs> so here, this is from the same source, this is why there was a hint in the game about scaring a certain monster with high-pitched noises, something you could only do <laughs> through the use of the microphone. As a result, many US consumers went searching for a flute to scare said monsters instead.
1: Wait, it was built into the cartridge
0: uh the console itself i believe oh yeah wasn't like in the controller or anything it, there was actually like, a yeah. mic and i think you were just meant to scream high-pitched noises and then the monster would turn and, could, and walk like, away
1: bend down to wherever your console yeah. well it could probably hear to. you yeah yeah he's yelling you know at console that, you
3: know that somewhere a little kid got his ass beat for <laughs> yelling into his console in the middle of the night or he's trying to play the game and he can't beat the monster it's like two in the morning and he's like
1: and his mom's like Billy (laughs) just comes in there (laughs) Uh, alright
0: I got got two more for you this one's another true false alright so Zelda was one of the first games to utilize game testers when it comes to the legend of Zelda the company began taking a different approach that closely resembled the game creation process that we know today Nintendo decided to send out prototype cards to random game testers blah 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 That's, that's true or false did they use game testers what is it? One of the first. Well, one. Of the, did they use game testers? Whatever. Yeah, that's the question.
3: I I think they used in-house. So I think it's false.
0: Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, you will uh, get no, no points. I'm not. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I need to play like. I award uh, you no points. I'm gonna put. And
3: it may have God. Or, may God have mercy <laughs> on yourself.
0: I'm going to play the uh the who wants to be a millionaire music behind us when we're playing this while so you guys are deliberating. Do it. Do it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: I I'm going to say that that is true. Uh the logic being that now that the, we know that they made 40 million dollars uh before they had money to to spin up uh, a production staff or a game development on a game like this. And the being that the game was so big and expansive, I think they found that they had to have a need for people to play through it in order to uh, have some quality assurance on it. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, What do you think, Derek? What are your thoughts?
2: Just using the knowledge that I know of Nintendo now, I think Nintendo is so protective of their IP and just anything Nintendo—they're—they're they're gonna do everything they can to make sure. What was that? I said that's
1: good, a
2: good point. Oh good point. yeah, I, I think they're gonna make sure that you know they can pull every trick out of their hat just to to make sure that this is the best game possible. So I think they did uh, have some testers for it. But they had that
1: hotline back then too that you could call. So. The testers that, that were yeah that's interested. that's a little
0: different though this is more of like testing before the game came out
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I'm talking about in 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 regards to protecting oh. hardware
0: if your point was that they wouldn't have sent cartridges out to people right 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 all right right are you guys sure this is what you're going with these are answers I'm locked. no you're but I'm a sure. but I'm a lock it in <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> lock it in lock it <laughs> in. you want to phone a friend. <laughs>
1: Can I? I got (laughs) Cody Tando
0: on speed down, baby. All right, all right. So the answer is true. It was one of the first games to use game testers. So (laughs) Josh is like, I'm open for it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right, this is the last one. I think you guys guys can get this one. Uh, So the Japanese Famicom, like we said, was a little different. It actually was better hardware, right? The hardware was actually better in the Famicom than the one, than the NES that released in the United States. So that being said, what made the Famicom more advanced compared to the NES? Was it the graphics processor, which allowed for 22-bit graphics, which meant better and more vibrant colors? Did it mean... B, the Famicom had extra sound channels that created even better sound quality? The extra sound channels in the Famicom not only improved the sound quality, but also allowed for more notes? Or C, it had built-in local storage and the Japanese Zelda storage did not have a built-in memory or battery. So, I'm gonna go with the sound chip, uh, because uh,
2: Justin and I were just having a discussion about, uh, Castlevania soundtrack. Uh, uh, no so fair, so change the question. So you knew no fair. the answer. <laughs> we, we were just talking about it and how the Famicom soundtrack is a thousand times better than the nes version that we got and it's it's clearly because of that yeah. sound.
0: I mean, eh, I, you I, are I'm wrong just, no i'm just kidding it's it's edu- <laughs> edu- it's an
3: educated answer it's an educated answer no i
0: agree with him. okay so you're I'm gonna, gonna go
2: with joke. with like, that, was it, a month ago
3: <laughs> all right my unbiased uninfluenced answer answer is b the sound so you, chip
1: you said you're a music slut for that so like obviously you have the history and background to of <laughs> it of all no <laughs>
0: well ladies and gentlemen derek is absolutely correct with his answer famicom did have a better sound chip in their system that allowed for better sound quality if you, you actually go back you can listen to it on youtube they have you can just google famicom nes zelda or mm-hmm. famicom zelda And the the songs, it does sound different. It's actually pretty interesting. I was uh, pretty blown away by the difference in sound. Just like one extra or a couple of notes, and it sounds way better. You can hear some of the instruments clear.
2: Like, you can actually hear different instruments in the Famicom version, whereas the NES version just sounded like, you know, regular, traditional 8-bit Bing Bong uh,
0: not Bing Bong. Edit that no. <laughs> dude, so the last thing I want to say, I listened to both, but that that intro song that dude dude as soon as it comes on, like I just get chills every time. Owner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, now,
1: do we know if Ko- like Koji Kondo would have had to have made the Famicom version first, right? Because that came out sooner they, or earlier?
0: From what I understand is he made the 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 score like he dumbed it down so that way they could put it on the NES. It does sound better on the oh I see Famicom, but they were able to train, uh, port it over without very many complications because it was sort of like dumbed down that way and on purpose. Already kind of built in that way. I see. Yeah, yeah. So, Interesting. Um. All right, so that's all I have for today's episode. I want to close it out. We will kind of do a little free for all. See what you guys are thinking about about this episode. We all this is where we get to all kind of like say our piece. And then uh, we'll say our goodbyes. So, uh, Derek, I'll let you go. What are your thoughts on the Zelda NES and all the stuff we talked about? What are your final thoughts and on your closeout?
2: I think I'm going to go back and play the Zelda NES game. Uh, <laughs> actually, maybe right after we're done shooting this, uh, because I know it's on the, uh, the Switch NES online library. That's uh, true. Oh, That's yeah? right. Go play that. Uh, actually, as soon as we get done here, and legally, I mean, not legally. roms.
0: <laughs> Nintendo, don't sue me. Okay? I don't have any emulators. Oh, or... quick. Yeah, they're coming yeah. for you now. They're listening. <laughs> they got they're listening to your Switch right now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I just as a series, you know, the the Zelda NES is probably the only one. that, Again, I only played it the one time, and I played it what seventeen
0: years ago now, and. You know, I do not That tend- sounds like a long time ago. and I'm yeah. thinking about when I originally played it it was even longer ago. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off in your final thoughts.
2: No, 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 you're <laughs> fine. I, I think I was a cuz it came out the same year as of uh, uh Metal Gear Solid the Twin Snakes. Um, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I oh. just I just did not don't Oh, come on, not the uh. <laughs>
3: Twin Twin Snakes.
0: I like the Twin Snakes. Whatever.
3: I, I enjoyed do. playing it but at the same time I was like the
1: original. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> But yeah, I you know, I don't have the same attachment to from what it sounds like you Pete and um Justin, you all have a little bit more attachment to it than I do. So, I think
0: I will go back and play it just to kind of see what i am missing out on. It holds up surprisingly well, I would say. I've played it hands and not all, like extensively, but I've gone back and played it and it actually holds up pretty well. Like mm-hmm. the combat and everything is responsive. Justin, what about you man? What are your final thoughts on the, on your on closing this out? Um, As somebody, you know, who's a gamer,
1: going to build a career around the industry, and you know, there's there's a handful of games that you can kind of connect roots to, all the way back to this is where X Mechanic stems from, or design philosophy. I, when you think of Mario Brothers and, and the nonchalant way they tutorialized the game in the opening 10 seconds. Um, things like that fascinate me and Legend of Zelda has so many things that stem out from that that you can see inner inter- parsed through all of gaming. Uh, it's a special title and it's, it's damn near perfection. I'm glad to see that it's still living on and I'm glad to see that there's still innovation into that series and Fuck that Triforce is just amazing. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's 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 just amazing, dude. I I actually been thinking about getting a Zelda tattoo. That's like my next thing is either a Triforce or the Master Sword tattoo. Is something I've been thinking about. And actually, I want a whole retro sleeve, but I'm still working on my ideas. Um, oh yeah, Josh,
1: what
0: about you? What's that? It's ingrained. Yeah, everything. Yeah, the whole class. I mean, all all like the old retro consoles are just ingrained in my in my life. You know, so I want mm-hmm. to pay pay homage 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 homage, homage. <laughs> i always want to say it, it reads like homage but i always want to say homage but i know that's not the right way anyways josh Eric, what eric's got kojima tattooed on his butt <laughs> yeah there's <got> an <laughs> old mixing so when he bends over
1: it does actually read it
0: uh, he loves he <laughs> yeah. and i'm not denying it so no. uh i i don't blame you i would get a kojima tattoo on my butt too but um josh what are your final thoughts
3: So, I have a tremendous uh, amount of respect for Zelda, right? In my opinion, it's one of the uh, first interactive, like, directly interactive games uh, of that time that was basically free roam. There were no levels. It was, you figured out at your own pace, you could stumble upon the 8th dungeon, which is mm-hmm. at early game, you know? There's no, um like, leveling systems were different, and item management, that was like, just things that it was innovating, and I think it's funny, when uh Miyamoto talks about where he got the inspiration from it, he, he talks about he was a young boy living in Japan, walking around in the woods, and he thought that he was having so much fun. And that's how he spent a lot of his time as a young as a young boy. And he wanted to, he reflected on those feelings of being on an adventure and how cool it was to just be outside and be in the woods and run around and jump on rocks and walk through creeks and all this stuff. And he wanted to emulate that. And although I don't have... I didn't finish it, but I did play a substantial amount of it unsuccessfully. But um, Mm. I can definitely appreciate now the experience that it is an immersive adventure for its time, that it was giving you full control of the pacing of it, because there was no time limit. There was no... It was basically play it at your own pace, go wherever you want to go. If it's more dangerous over here, you have to figure it out. And that's a lot a trend that's really popular now is these open does. yep these open world games that um allow you to explore at your own pace really exploration is the focus and that's what he said it he said that exploration and adventure and and feeling that that sensation of 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 involvement personal involvement in the world is 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 what his goal was and i think that he he successfully did it and when i look at breath of the wild now i feel like it was when they decided to return to their roots because it's breath of the wild is basically the same game if you think about it on a much bigger bigger scale obviously but it's this adventure that you get to pace on your own and i'm 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 proud to say that I played it when I was young and I got to experience it and I'm spoiled now by it by by this type of game. But I think that it holds up well and I think, uh, like you guys said earlier, Zelda is gonna be around forever. Link is an eternal being at this time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um I think you guys summed it up pretty well. I don't I'm I don't have anything else really to add other than for me. This Zelda was a very special thing for me personally not just because of how great the game was Like I already shared with you some of my memories of my father but the last memory that I have with that game was I never did beat the second quest because it was very hard and I was probably like 8 years old when I when I beat the first quest but I remember beating the first quest and my entire family cheering me on my, sister, my younger sister my older sister, my mom and my dad cheering me on while I beat that boss in the first mm-hmm. quest and so that's why that game is special to me because of the memories that i had that i share with you guys today so um it was just it's just a such a so many things it's such just so great for me and it's more of a personal thing i think is why i'm so attached to that game and i get the feels for it so and not a lot of games have done that for me there's a few but there's not a lot of games that i got to share with like my entire family you know so Mm -hmm. um and then that's all able
1: to carry that down to your kids
0: yeah we uh it's not quite the same uh, definitely, there. My kids are very big into games, both my daughter and my son. So, but I don't think we've quite had the type of um, moments that I had, like I had when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. it's just a different, this is a diff- different time because just my daughter wants to do everything on her own. My son wants to play fucking Minecraft. I'm like, Minecraft's boring. <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs> 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 just kidding. Minecraft's cool. But uh, it's just you know, your son's must- gonna
1: come up this one. I had this special memory with my dad on Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that game fucking
0: sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, guys. So that that wraps it up for, for today's episode. So I just want to thank you all again. Uh, for you, for those of you who are listening right now, all of the links will be in the description. So go ahead and follow Derek and uh, Je- uh, Genesis. <laughs> don't thank want to you. give you yeah, i've dropped it yes yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> genesis all the links are in the description all of our links are in the description go follow us go spread the word yeah. or don't do whatever you want to do but thank you for listening uh genesis but uh just want to thank you guys for coming on this is awesome it's really been a lot of fun to talk to you all uh so that being Thanks said for having yeah. Us. yeah man all right Y'all have a great rest of your Sunday evening. Don't be shitty. (laughs) Yeah, no, don't be shitty. Deuces.